Hey everyone, welcome to PTSD TV. Today is Thursday. Today we are talking about PTSD and relationships. And today's episode is called How to Have Fulfilling Relationships. So this episode of PTSD TV is sponsored by Broken to Unbreakable, which is my PTSD and CPTSD recovery program. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Kayleen. I had CPTSD for over 15 years and now no longer do. What I do now is I help coach people through their own PTSD and CPTSD recovery journey. And this lovely man to my right here is Brad Shipke. I am Kayleen's significant other, and I I also recovered from my own PTSD, and I was there for every step, for most of the steps of um, Kayleen's recovery journey as well. And um, I'm super excited. Um, I love today, as Kayleen does, because we're talking about relationships, and it's hard. It's hard to go through relationships in general, but then you throw in some PTSD into the mix, and it's like, seems impossible. It's super duper um, hard. It's super duper duper hard but we're talking about a very very important lesson today that really really helped us but it took us a long time to get it um but i'm super excited to dive in and as always with ptsd and relationships or this relationship episode rather yes romantic relationships applies of course mm -hmm. yes friendships apply yes parent everything parent whatever because everything's affected child yeah sibling every absolutely everything co-worker relationships it all applies so think about the relationships in your life you know, even if there are no romantic relationships, because that's a really challenging thing for a lot of people, um, especially handling something like this and think about how it applies to your life. And for those of you who are new here, I just kind of want to start off with a few things. The reason that we do this show, right? The reason that we do these episodes is because we've been there. We've been in your shoes. You know, there is a way to heal. It is possible to heal from PTSD, from CPTSD, mm -hmm. no matter how long you've had it, no matter what you've been through, you absolutely can heal. So being here right now is an amazing, amazing step. And we want to say that we're really proud of you. We're really yeah, happy that you're yeah. here. Um, we're really grateful that you're here. And we're rooting for you because we know that you can do this no matter who yeah. you are, where you are, what you've been through, how long you've been dealing with this. That's the reason that we're doing this is to spread that belief because it is mm -hmm. possible. I watch people do it every day and yeah. Yeah. it is the most amazing thing. But, you know, the world likes to spread this this disbelief because this field is still so new. Right. Mm -hmm. Psychology, even um, neuroscience is so new that everyone's kind of spreading the belief that, oh, your brain changes and you can never heal. Yeah. And that it's simply not true. So we're here to, you know, number one, give you hope and belief and support. And those were three things. And number two, <laughs> to, um, to provide you with actions that you can take. So at the end of every episode, we talk about an action that you can take, right? So always when we're talking about episodes, we want you to be thinking, you know, how does this apply to me? How can I apply this to my life? What can I do right now to put this into action? And we're always going to give you an action step because everything that we do is action-based. And the whole recovery process is action-based. If I could be in your shoes, if I could right. do it for you, I would, but I can't. You are the one who has to put yeah. in the work and showing up and listening is an amazing first step. So we're super proud of you. Yeah, that is the first step. Um, but it's not the only step, right? Right. So Lots I think it's super important that Kayleen says that. Um, and we say it all the time, but um, you'll hear us say it all the time. But action, action, action is what matters. That's what that's what's going to change your life. Not like showing up here will change your life, but only if you put it, what we say, into action. Reading a book won't change your life unless you take the lessons from the book and apply it to your life. Mm -hmm. So I love that you started with that. That's a great start. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So today we're talking about how to have fulfilling relationships. So like Brad said, this is something that we really, really struggled with. Like Yes, we were struggling with our own kind of emotional difficulties, obviously, our own PTSD and CPTSD and things like that. 
um, but also we were just struggling with having like a, a normal relationship and any type of relationship, any type of relationship, <laughs> yeah, really, honestly. it was just like, it was like, yeah, we love each other, but oh, gosh, it is so challenging <laughs> to, to communicate with each other and to talk to each other and to like get along, yeah. even though like we were best friends, but like also it was so hard to get along. It's just like people are people, right? Everyone's a human being. Everyone has their own interests, their own past, their own experiences. And like when you put two people together, like you know, after a certain amount of time, it's going to be hard to get along, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, not so everything's going to align. Yeah, not everything always aligns. Your beliefs, your opinions, your emotions, right? If I had a bad day and he had a great day and I'm just kind of like, I'm looking to poke at him, right? Yeah. I'm looking <laughs> to make him mad. I want everyone to be mad if I'm mad, right? So like, it's, you know, people are hard. And, um, and oftentimes it's like your old hurt self reacting in some old patterns and your partner's old hurt self reacting in their old patterns and it's never really your true selves interacting with each other it's like your past pains interacting with each other and it's not that you don't like the other person it's that you're both just hurt in different ways right and everybody gets hurt right even if like your partner doesn't have ptsd or something like they've been hurt (laughs) like everybody's been hurt in certain ways they have certain like things that they do to protect themselves um, whether it's anger or anything you know everyone has sensitive spots right and like the longer you're with someone or um, like the longer, you know, your friends, your coworkers, you start to kind of notice patterns, right? Like, oh, this person is really sensitive about, um, whatever it is. If it's LGBTQ comes to mind, right? Like when that topic is brought up, they get really like flush and like defensive and like they become this person that they're not normally, which is normally like calm and relaxed and like easygoing. And they become this person that's like kind of tight and like defensive and like, kind of down people's throats right and so like you notice that and there there's millions of examples of that like everyone has certain buttons right and like if you happen to push that button by accident or on purpose but if you happen to push that button <laughs> by accident um you'll notice the defense and you'll notice them kind of change and that's a great point like usually when you're you know you're with someone and you're having problems whatever it is it's not it's not true you and it's not true them right it's because you know maybe I pressed a button in Brad that like you know I I said I told him to do the dishes instead of asking him and he was like that doesn't fly with me right because no one tells me what to do and maybe that's a button of his and so then he gets mad at me and then maybe that's a button of mine people (laughs) getting mad at me you know and then then you're not really acting as your true self and the worst part is when neither party knows when they're pushing the buttons they're just pushing the buttons they're like why are you getting mad at me like i didn't do anything wrong and that's like the worst part yeah it's it's really challenging and relationships are hard and i think like just the awareness of like okay relationships are hard everyone's a human being and everyone has their sensitive buttons and knowing that is a really great step and Mm then you know we talk about how to have fulfilling relationships and again something that took us a long long time to learn but when we talk about relationships we always talk about communication right communication 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 that is like far and wide the biggest piece yeah and so when we talk about a fulfilling relationship and like one where you can truly like be heart to heart and like feel each other mm-hmm. again whether it's friendship or even coworker relationship where you feel like comfortable with this person you know it it's all about number 1 having the hard conversations right because the hard conversations and we talked about this earlier in the week right like The hard stuff is the fulfilling stuff, right? Challenge equals fulfillment. So when you have a hard conversation, that's like, hey, you know, we'll say like a coworker example, like Mm -hmm. you're you're in maybe cubicles next to each other and like, you know, hey, Sally, like, 
you know, when you play your rap music in the morning, it just kind of gets me off on the wrong foot. Like, I'd really appreciate if you wore headphones. Like, I love that you express yourself in music, but I really appreciate, like, a little bit of solace in the office in the morning. And, like, that is kind of a hard conversation, right? Because it's like, okay, right. I don't want to step on Sally's toes. I don't want Sally to be mad at me. Like, we're, we're work friends. And, you know, having that hard conversation rather than building it all up, which we'll talk about in a minute, and, like, harboring right. it all, and then all of a sudden, like, snapping at Sally and being like, Sally, like, that report is late, you know, and then, <laughs> then, then you're like not friends. Right. And so like yeah. it, just having those hard conversations with each other and with right, the people right. in your life are going to be the most f- fulfilling. And cause otherwise, right. You harbor, right. You harbor, you keep it inside and you're like, oh, dang, I hate when Sally plays rap music on Mondays. And like, it just gets me off on the wrong <laughs> foot and it just builds up inside of you. And you know, y- we have something and we, we talk about it. Um, it's called a stress threshold, right? And so, like, your PTSD takes up, like, half of the stress that you can handle, if not more, right? It takes up, like, 70% of the stress you can handle. And then, like, whatever. It was raining today, and that's another 10%, right? So now you're at 80%. And then Sally starts playing her her rap music on Mondays, and, like, oh, that's so annoying, right? And so, like, (laughs) now you're at 90%. So when Sally hands that report in late, like, you're going to snap, right? And it's going to be all over. So, But (laughs) but you're, you're harboring, right? So having those hard conversations allows you to just kind of open those gates and just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And when we say have the hard conversations, we mean conversations. We don't mean charged. We don't mean angry. We don't mean yelling. We don't mean screaming. We mean literally having a calm conversation as calm as you can, um, with the under other person to, you know, come to an agreement to come to an understanding because, either like you're like, usually it's a hard conversation because like you're feeling some internal conflict about something that, you know, they're doing or something that has happened in the past or something you feel, whatever you have like this kind of internal conflict and you kind of want to figure it out. Um, and you want to have that. It's so important to have it be calm that you're not attacking the other person. Cause that just like starts conflict. Right. Um, but also secondly, you want to start to like learn how to have those conversations, hard conversations and, you know, kind of make it like your instinct because I think for most people, it's like, I feel like, like maybe somebody else says something like Kayleen says something that bothers me, but then I like my gut reaction is either to back off or to like lash out. Right. It's not to have a a calm conversation. So you need to kind of like train yourself. Cause like, like what's your, what's your, what's your like default setting when you, when you want, are you like, you get hurt or you have like, I don't know this conflict. It's usually to back off or to get angry or to something, right? It's not to have a conversation. So you need to train yourself to have those conversations. So you don't build it up and then just like tear the other person apart. That's a great point. And for those of you in like relationships where, you know, maybe you live together and things like that, or you're, or you're constantly like, maybe you don't constantly talk to Sally at work. Right. And that Mm. is not like a super important relationship, but still a relationship, you know? So with, you know, significant others, something that we actually did was, um, define what a conversation meant. Yeah. And this was actually really, really important because like when we were, I don't know, like yelling and fighting. Like to me, I was like, I'm talking to you. I'm communicating with you. And to Brad, he was like, um, what? Like, (laughs) this isn't a conversation. Like this is a screaming match. This is not, this is not how I want to, to be spoken to. And this is not how I want to talk to you. Like, I don't want to raise my voice Mm -hmm. and like be throwing ice cream sandwiches and stuff. (laughs) True story. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, 
so I like that it can be a really helpful conversation right there and to like sit down with that person um, or or people in your life and be like hey like you know this is this is what communication looks like to me and this is what I want our communication to look like moving forward right I don't I want either of us to be charged I don't want to ever raise our voice and then so that's something that we did we said okay like conversation is like we're not emotionally involved in the subject matter right so like if I get hurt I'm going to take a second, right? I'm going to do a, a breathing exercise, whatever. I'm going to do yeah. one of the anxiety tools. I'm going to take a second and then I'm going to be like, hey, babe, can I talk to you? Right. So I decharge and then we have a conversation. And if right, right. in that conversation, either of us starts to get charged, you know, we pause again, we step out again, and then we step back in. Mm-hmm. And so that right there is an amazing conversation to have. You know, right, what right. does communication look like? What do you want it to look like in your relationship? And like literally define it because if you don't define it, like how, like we, like we grew up in very different circumstances. Right. Mm-hmm. So like for Brad, you know, raising a voice or a voice being risen <laughs> was <laughs> like a very rare occurrence. Right. And so like, yes. to him, that was like that, that is not communication like for sure that Mm. is not happening and so but we had to communicate that with each other right to truly understand because like to me i was like i'm yelling and this is how we talk like this is this is how we communicate and the way that i communicated was by not communicating Mm -hmm. that was a great one running right (laughs) (laughs) by like uh this is too much i don't want to have this conversation i'm just never going to have it Mm -hmm. i'm gonna harbor this i'm gonna harbor this forever and hold it against you forever um but you don't want to pick fights you want to find solutions. The whole idea about having these hard conversations is not to pick fights. It's not to blame the other person. Mm-hmm. It's to find a s- solution to what you're going through. Right. So it's never like, I'm never just like talk. I'm never just trying to talk to Kayleen to like blame her about things. I usually like try to take it on myself talk about my experiences, what I'm feeling. Even if she's making me feel a certain way and be like, Hey, like I'm feeling, you know, I don't know, kind of stressed out because you said this and if it makes me, you know, feel stressed because of this and this. And like, I don't really know why. And I don't, I don't blame you um, because this is something that I'm experiencing, but I want to, you know, try to find a solution for this. I want to try to figure out why this is happening. So like, I don't have to feel this way and I don't blame you. Like that's, I I always try to say that a lot. Like, I don't blame you. Like, like this isn't your fault. Like I'm trying to figure out just like come to a solution here. And like, it's not about picking fights. It's about finding solutions. And like, you can go around and around and around and around in circles, blaming each other. Cause like, as soon as you're blaming the other person, like they get defensive, they're going to blame you. And that just like starts this cycle. So like take the responsibility on yourself. Like you're feeling these emotions and talk about your emotions. And even if the other person's influencing your emotions, keep it on you and trying to find a solution for your emotions. Cause they're your emotions at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like, I can only find like Kayleen can't stop my stress. Only I can stop my stress. I can't stop Kayleen's stress. Only Kayleen can stop her stress. You know, we can come to like solutions together. Like that's kind of like what relationships are. It's like, I want to do the right thing so I don't make her stress. But at the end of the day, like I can't bend over backwards and completely change her life. Right. Mm -hmm. That is an internal game for her. And same thing on my end. Like I, like she can't, I can't expect her to do everything to make me perfectly happy. But there is a compromise in the middle where we, we both, um, do our, our best you know, to make the other person happy. But at the end of the day, we're, we're both working towards making ourselves better so we can bring our best selves to the relationship. So it's not about like, you need to change, Kayleen. You need to, you need to like absolutely change and transform into this person. You know, maybe there's some, like a few things that like 
you do need to change, but like I need to change as well. It's, it's like a, it's, a, it's not like a one-sided deal. It's like both parties have to move forward. Both parties have to change. Both parties have to grow. And you both have to come, come to an agreement on both sides to be like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to move forward. This is how we're going to grow. And this is the solution that we're coming to. That's a great point. Yeah. That is great. And just to, I guess, like continue on that point is like yeah. that an amazing part of communicating and communicating effectively, right, is like focus on facts, right? So like I only know how I feel. Mm-hmm. I can assume that Brad's mad at me. I can assume that he just wants to be a jerk. You know, I can assume that he's not doing the dishes to spite me, but <laughs> But I can't control any of that, right? And so, like, I don't know if you've ever heard that phrase. You know what happens when you assume? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> you know, when you assume, bad things happen. So when you go to have a conversation, right, number one, you don't want to be charged. Number two, you know, you want to focus on the facts. Like, hey, you know, I'm feeling stressed, and, you know, it seems to happen, you know, when we communicate, and you, when you raise your voice, or when, you know, there are, like, lots of dishes in the sink or the house is really dirty, it makes me feel stressed and you know, it makes me feel kind of overwhelmed and like focus on you, focus on the facts and like what you can change. And like Brad said, like be solution oriented and don't place blame, you know, focusing on the facts. Like if you can, if you can like reflect on you, it's going to, it's going to open the door for the other person to reflect on them. Cause if you can mm-hmm. almost like self I'm trying to find a better way to say this self like criticize, but like in a good way, and be like, hey, like, I'm feeling stressed and I think it's from this. And, you know, when you do this, this is how it makes me feel. And self-critique. If, if, yeah. If you can, like, in a gentle way, like, yeah. don't beat yourself up. But if you can self-critique, it's going to open the door. They're going to see that you're self-reflecting and you're saying, I think I need to do this. And I, you know, I, I would appreciate some help, you know, with this situation. They're going to be able to self-critique too. And like once again, once you open that door. It diffuses door, it. Right. Like, yeah. and say like, you know, this is hurting me and, you know, it's probably from my past. And I think that these are going to be the things I try to do to try to help this situation. The other person, it, it's, their, their door's going to open. They're going to be like, oh, like I had no idea that that affected you. I'm so sorry. Like I, I won't do that or I'll be more uh, cautious of that. Right. right and again, right. like you can't expect someone, you can't be like, Hey, you need to do the dishes cause it makes me feel overwhelmed. You know, you have to open the door and like Brad said, like relationships are about like coming together and like finding solutions and like, there's going to be compromises for sure. And like when there's love there, like the other person's going to be like, yeah, like of course, like that's such a simple like thing. Yes. I'll, I'll do that for you. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll be more aware of how that makes you feel, you know, without, placing blame without saying, mm-hmm. you know, you need to do this. Yeah. But it is, it is really important that both parties are on the same page and both growing. Um, and what's really cool as like, we're talking about this right now, I'm kind of like reflecting back on how we got to this point and how we were able to kind of discover all these things. And it took a long time. <clears throat> it took a lot of relationships. It took a, a lot of conversations. I didn't mean relationships. Uh-oh. <laughs> it took a lot of conversations, um, a lot of bad conversations, a lot of hard conversations, a lot of non-conversations to get to this point and to, to, to learn all these lessons. So you can kind of like skip all of that, mm-hmm. which is, is really, really, really cool. Um, because it wasn't always like this. It wasn't like we came together and we're like, oh, this is what we do. This is how we react. You know, we never fight. It's like you get to learn all these lessons that took us years and years to learn. And um, the cool thing, too, is that we're still together after all of that. We're still together and we're stronger because of it. And like we're happier and more loving. And like 
we have a stronger connection because of all the hardships that we went through. And now we get to look back, reflect and pass that knowledge on to you, which is really, really cool. So like, this is like, this is like real life stuff that like really works. And it's just, I, I just love talking about it. I was just reflecting for a second. I wanted to let all y'all know. That's the best. And you're yeah. right. Because like, if someone told us like, you know, have the hard conversations and define what communication means and then gave us like the three tools, right? The yeah. anxiety relief tools. Yeah. And don't let it get too charged. That would be amazing. Yeah. Like that would have saved us years. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that I think is a good segue into our second point that we're talking about today, which is probably one of the best pieces of advice that we did get. Right. We didn't get like the define conversation and the, you know, have hard conversations. We didn't get that advice, but this advice we got, and I actually can't remember where. Do you remember where? Was From it Joshua, Joshua Smith. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, have the little conversations so you don't have to have the big ones. And this is something I literally remember the moment. And I don't remember what the conversation was. But I remember there was a moment. Brad and I were standing in the kitchen. And I said something. And he got mad. And he went to, like, brush his teeth or something in the bathroom. And I could, like, sense that he was mad. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is going to be a really, really probably hard Probably slam some doors. Right. Probably throw his socks off or something. <laughs> And so he got like, <sighs> mad and then he came back into the kitchen and I like my heart was racing. Like I was like, oh, my gosh, like, no, like I I didn't mean to make you mad. I like I have no idea. And so I was just like silent and like waiting. And he literally came into the kitchen and he was like, I'm going to have the little conversation. So I don't have to have or so we don't have to have the big <laughs> one. And I, I, like he didn't even share this like nugget with me yet. So I was like, like, what are you talking about? And then we ended up talking it out. Right. And so it was something really small. Right. It was probably some like the tone that I like used to, to speak with him or like the I don't know, probably like the way I said something or like what I said or like a phrasing of something, which might not have been my fault. Like I might have been being kind of a, a, a jerk. Like I might have been stressed and like kind of lashing out at him in a small way. Or it might have been like something that he was like sensitive about or like he was just having an off day and mm -hmm. he was really charged. So wh whatever it was, right? But having the little conversations. So, you know, again, so you don't harbor allows you to not have to have like these big giant we're up until 2 a.m. talking <laughs> oh and crying gosh. and fighting and like trying to figure this out right just sad. saying like you know at every at every moment yet, at every <laughs> increment where you know maybe you know someone's tone is a little weird or or they do something in the house and like maybe leave the house a mess you know just sit down real quick have you know three five even ten minute conversation and be like you know hey like it you know i feel overwhelmed when the house is messy and you know, it makes me feel kind of anxious. And what I'm trying to do now in my life is I'm trying to like declutter everything and I'm trying to keep everything organized so I can stay in control so I can feel my best every day. Right. And again, focus on you, focus on the facts. And then, cause that might, the other person might be like, Oh, I didn't even know that. Sorry. Right. Like yeah, I'll just, yeah. I'll just put my shoes away, you know? And like really, mm -hmm. really little conversation. But if you harbor that, and you're like, oh, Brad always like leaves his shoes out. And I always trip over them instead of just asking him like, hey, you know, like, would you mind putting your shoes away? It would, mm -hmm. it would really mean a lot to me. Then you harbor and then the next thing happens and you harbor and the next thing happens and you harbor. And then all of a sudden it's this like big, big to do. <laughs> There's no more room in the harbor. No more room it's in the harbor. filled up. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and then you have to have like this big giant conversation and it's not just a conversation about the shoes then. Right. So like if that was the final straw, it's like, it's, it's not about him putting his shoes away and me tripping over his shoes. Right. Mm -hmm. It's about the dishes and it's about the way you speak to me. Right. And it's about how you, 
closed doors in the house and it's about how you brush your teeth and like how you leave your towel on the floor all the time and it's about all these things right how many times do you like get into an argument or like start to have a conversation and then it's just like the laundry list comes out (laughs) and like all these things yeah but six six months ago i tripped over your shoes and like and you 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 clog the drain and like it's just like all these things come out right so if you have like the little tiny little conversations yeah for one you're keeping the communication door open you're keeping the harbor open and (laughs) and you can you can you know not have to have those big giant conversations yeah and it it can feel a little daunting at first i remember when when we first started doing this and like we weren't sure whether or not this was even the right path to go on um it was like geez like we have a converse it feels like we have a conversation like every 10 minutes and it gets like it's it, it, like when you're going through it like you have a lot of little conversations mm-hmm. in the beginning but when you're when you're focused on solutions and solving that problem and like like coming to agreement with the other person and growing together you grow out of those problems you grow out of those conversations but like most people start off like we, we were right now like we were in or not like we were back then um start off in a way where like where like you're not communicating at all and you're not on the same page at all so like you need to have a lot of conversations to get onto the same page to you know find all the solutions and to grow together and to really build that connection between you two to get to a point where you don't have to have those little conversations anymore so like this isn't like a lifelong thing it's like you need to have all these little conversations to kind of solve all these little things to get on the same page to grow past these things so you don't have to have them because that was another uncertainty with me too. I'm like, I've, it feels like we're having a conversation like every second. Like, when is this just going to stop? Like, can things just be good? You know? And I, I, I didn't know. And I wasn't focused on the growth, right? Because like, as we were having those conversations, we were growing. We were taking like little steps forward. But I was focused on how much farther we needed to go, not how far we came. So I think that's really important to know that it's not forever. It's like you do it long enough to solve the solutions and you also build the muscle of communication, like Aileen said, mm-hmm. so you get better at solving, um, any future conflicts. And that, I mean, if, if someone told me that, that would have just been like, okay, like this isn't forever. Like we just need to like get on the same page, grow. And then we, we, we it won't be like this <laughs> Yeah, because it can, it can get really annoying and it can seem like it's like every other second that you're, Hey honey, can I talk to you? <laughs> he, he would get so mad. That, that was another conversation that we had to have, right? What? Every time I want oh, to have a conversation. Oh yeah, I was like, like ah. we're talking all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. But that I think leads well into the third point, right? Which yeah. is like, well, you know, you should never hold in your feelings, and this is really important. But again, important to know what this means and what this looks like. So like at every moment where like I trip over Brad's shoes and I, you know I feel either anger or like frustration you know you have to communicate that at first and you have to be like you know hey I need you to know that this this bothers me but again you can't go into that conversation with the frustration or with the anger are you coming with the solution right so like if it's a shoes thing hey let's build a shoe rack together or like hey I got this shoe rack right right we built a shoe rack we did we built a shoe rack (laughs) that was a conversation um and then uh actually another great one was like something that used to like cause me anxiety and like overwhelm was dishes in the sink right Mm -hmm. right and how many conversations do we have about dishes in the sink right right. and like so finally after what felt like fruitless conversations in the beginning because we didn't know all this it was i was like 
I was like, okay, I have to like change my tactic. Like this isn't working. There are still dishes everywhere and I'm so sick of doing dishes, but I don't want them there. <laughs> and so I was like, let's have a dishes party. <laughs> we put some music on and we had a dishes party yeah. and we would sing like no dishes in the sink and we, and we would have a party. And so that little change of behavior, you know, me coming to the conversation with a solution, right. it's like, you know, Hey, like the, you know, the, the, the kitchen is like filthy, right? Like there's dishes everywhere. Let's have a dishes party. Let's put some music on. Let's take five minutes before we go to bed. It'll be fun. Right. And he was like, yeah, like let's, yes, <laughs> let's have a dishes party. Right. And so like just, coming to the conversation with like hey let's build a shoe rack that would be such a fun activity to do to do together hey let's have a dishes party coming with the solution like hey you know you're you're getting upset that you know i'm too loud in the mornings how about you know i don't know how about we put little a little stopper on the door you know so like coming with the solution and with something that is going to work best for everyone is like ultimately the best the best thing that you can do right so so think about those so when you feel those feelings when you trip over those shoes like think about this okay like i'm angry i'm frustrated pause right do an anxiety relief tool like get get back to a good state think about a solution before you even go into the conversation like Mm -hmm. okay like what can we do to prevent this in the future like this is how i'm feeling like it's likely like i'm not going to assume anything like it's likely that he's not putting his shoes in front of the door because he wants me to trip and be frustrated and mad. Like, it's likely that like he just did this for no reason. And, you know, and then think about like, what can I do? Okay. Oh, let's build a shoe rack. That would be so great. And like, let's build the habit of like putting our shoes in the same place Mm -hmm. and it would feel good. And it would like, and then like go into the conversation with the solution and then sell them on the solution. Right. Like, If we had a shoe rack, it would be so great. It would feel so good in here. We'd be organized people, you know, like it'd be a fun project. It'd be a fun project together. We could paint it. We could put our little handprints on it, like, (laughs) like sell them on it. Right. And so like, and that is ultimately like the best way to communicate is like, focus on what you're feeling, focus on the facts, never assume, go into the conversation, calm, define what a conversation means to you and your people and, uh, and go in with the solution. You should be charging a thousand dollars for that advice. A billion dollars. I'm serious. Oh my god. It's amazing. I mean, it's, a, it's just like, like people who are listening, rewind and re-listen <laughs> to that, please, because that was, oh my god. We shouldn't even do another episode. <laughs> just listen to that, please. So re- repeat that forever. Yeah. Just, just indefinitely. Because I mean, it really. Uh, that's what it, it's. That's what it comes down to. I think this might be our last relationship episode because that pretty much sums up everything. <laughs> How to communicate? Right? Yeah, seriously, seriously, so much of it comes down to that. And it's not going to be our last episode, but don't worry. <laughs> but that's it. I think for me, I think you, I, I, I speechless after that. Good place to end. Yeah. Great. <laughs> okay. So our action today, right. Is, you know, what conversations have you been avoiding? Have you been maybe dodging, maybe putting off, maybe harboring, Are you harboring, harboring Brad, you harboring, I'm harboring. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> what conversations have you been avoiding? Think about them. Think about, or maybe first define what a conversation means with you and your people. Um, you know, think about a solution to whatever is causing you anguish and go have the conversation in a calm manner. And if it gets uncalm, pause, step out, mm-hmm. try again later. Yeah. Yeah. And the best way, the best way to like move past all these like really hard moments is like we said before is the personal growth, right? Those, that personal inner journey that you have to make. It's like, you need to grow beyond a lot of these internal problems like your PTSD, all those things, all the traumas that you've had in the past, like you need to grow beyond that to heal all those hurt parts. And then having all those hard conversations, having all the little conversations, um, and letting like your emotions out 
in it like a calm way becomes like so easy right you do really build the muscle so like it really comes down to like doing all these things that Kayleen said and also going through that journey of healing your PTSD because it really does come down to that personal growth and that inner journey like I can't tell you how much like along your journey on the internal journey you need to be having those conversations but that internal journey of healing your PTSD is essential and it's your number one priority along your way. It's the core. Yeah. It is the core. And we always talk about like everything comes back down to that. And like we always talk about it for a reason because that is like truly, truly the thing that you need to focus on, right? Yeah. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't just like keep like hammering that in, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah you need to hear it a million times because it's just the truth. And it's just a great reminder. Like until that piece is healed, until that piece is like resolved, you know, all these areas are going to continue to be affected. So yeah, that yeah. is truly the core. Cause if you don't heal that, your relationship is going to suffer no matter what. Like I, there like, are going to be things if you're you not, can't control. If you're not working towards healing this, it's, it's a journey on both sides, right? Like you need to be taking this journey within your relationship, but also with your PTSD as well. This is PTSD TV. You need to be taking that journey to be healing or else you're going to make some progress in your relationship and then your PTSD is just going to pull it right back down. So you need to be making progress kind of in both areas at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you're growing at, um, on two different levels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or else, or else everything's just going to get pulled right back down. And I'm sure all of you have experienced that. Mm -hmm. Like you have like, oh, I had a great week. But then like something would happen with your PTSD. You would lash out. Something, something would happen. Yeah. Um, you have a bad day. A big one for us, right? So it would be yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're doing really well. Everything's great. And then it's like, oh, like now it's like an anniversary. Yeah. So like now <laughs> it's going to be stressful for no apparent reason. And then we're going to be at each other's throats again, right? And so like, right. and then it just like, you just get it pulled back down constantly. Yeah, yeah. And that, that back and forth is really challenging it's really really hard really hard especially really hard on the relationship yeah as well as like you as an individual but like um especially if you're in like a romantic relationship or whatever you want to call it like mm -hmm. it's really hard and like it, you can only do it so much right you right. know before it does start to break mm -hmm. um so we yeah. want to save you from that like we we had those really painful moments where it was just constantly back and forth. We didn't mm -hmm. know this information. And, you know, even with some of the knowledge, it was just like, it was so challenging being like, Oh, you know, things are looking good. Everything is like, yeah, we're yeah. able to communicate. And then like being torn back down and being so mm -hmm. hurt and then feeling so like vulnerable again. And so like, yeah, just so hurt. And like, you don't want to feel like no one wants to feel it hurts to hurt. And like, <laughs> it hurts to hurt over and over again. And like everything is always just so fresh. It's just like, oh, we're just beginning to heal. And then it's like oh, back down to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we want to save you from that. Yeah. So if, if you don't know how to heal that inner part of you or you've been struggling or like you've been trying, you've been getting a little better. Maybe you've gone to therapy. Maybe you've tried all the medications in the world and like not, you feel like nothing's working. Um, Kayleen has helped people overcome those same issues and Right now, she's running a free training to show you exact the exact steps that she took to heal her PTSD. She she went through so many different types of therapy mm -hmm. that wasn't working. She's had people in her program who have like pretty much tried every therapy known to man, or like every medication, every medication, and was still bed bound seven days out of seven days. And she was able to get that woman to a place where she was leaving her house every single day. 
and her nightmares and get her life back. So like, no matter where you are right now, no matter how hopeless it is, no matter how many things that you've tried and failed at, um, there is a path to heal and we want to help you get there. So, you know, you need to heal that core. We want to help you heal that core. Um, so go register for that free training by clicking the link below. It's overcomingptsd.info slash go. If you're listening, overcomingptsd.info slash go. Go check it out. Go register right now and commit to it and start healing that core. Like you have nothing to lose. The, yeah, the training honestly is 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 a huge turning point for a lot of people. And it's just like you're going to get to see not my story, but my journey and, you know, exactly kind of those big like steps, those big like key things that need to be done in order to achieve something like this. And then at the you know, I, I share um, like success from my clients along kind of that in that training that like will just like give you hope and like give you more references right if you've mm-hmm. been in other episodes you know what i mean by references and build that belief that like you can do this so like at the very least it's gonna it's gonna strengthen your belief that you're not alone uh, you can do this and there is a path to healing and then at the end i talk about you know like how to work one-on-one with me if you know you're someone that that needs something like that you know that has tried everything and like just like it hasn't been working yeah right like genuinely right um so it's an amazing training check it out overcoming ptsd.info slash go register for a time to see it yeah your nightmares can stop your flashbacks can stop the fights in your relationship can stop you can feel happy again you can feel fulfilled you can start reaching towards your dreams again you know you can start like going on like there were points in our relationship where we couldn't do anything where we couldn't like go anywhere, do anything fun. We couldn't even like feel relaxed next to each other. So like you can feel relaxed next to the person that you love. You can hug them and cuddle them and like be with them and feel calm and feel comforted. And like that feeling of like home and like, you can feel that again. And like, we thought that feeling was impossible. And like so many other people have thought that that feeling and feeling that feeling again, or maybe feeling it for the first time was impossible, but it's not. And we really, really, really want to help you feel that feeling because it's, Kayleen's tearing up a little bit right now because <laughs> it's the most amazing feeling in the world to be that. And, and like to not have that is like, it's such a hard thing to, to, to go through. Mm-hmm. And like, and then to get that back is like, that's the biggest, most priceless like reward in the world, you know, to be with the people that you love and be calm and fulfilled and happy with them. So, um, no, please check that out. We really do want to help you. That's why we do all these things to help you, you know, break all these barriers and overcome all these things that are, going on in your life. So please, please do yourself a favor, do us a favor, do the world a favor and check that out and, you know, do the work and keep showing back up. And, um, if you liked today's episode, um, which I know you did, (laughs) but if you didn't either way, please, um, subscribe for future episodes to get notifications on that. And please, write us a review and rate us that helps us rank higher in the searches and it helps us reach more people because we have a mission to like our mission is to spread the belief that PTSD is possible to recover from. Like you don't have to suffer with all these things. Like you can heal all these things. It's a hard journey, but you can make it. And like, we want to break that huge false belief that has been ingrained into society, into our own minds by our own experiences and our own pains. Um, so if you, I was gonna say, if you want to help us on our mission, please, subscribe please rate us and please share this in any um online groups this podcast in any online groups facebook groups you know online forums send it to a friend that you think might benefit from this um and like this this really has been our best 
relationship episode yet. So like if you, if you know somebody who could benefit from something like this or has, who's, who is having trouble in the relationship, like send them this episode and, um, cause we really do want to help as many people as we can. That's what we're here to do. Yeah. And that's all I have. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> all I have. And, um, we love you. We're here for you. We believe in you. You got this. Keep showing up. Keep putting yourself in front of positive inputs and, um, we will see you all tomorrow for our Q and a. Yeah. We believe in you guys. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.